Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. It's very hard to be an effective leader without being a decent speaker. Many leaders will have to give presentations and talks to co-workers, customers, clients and congregations. Uh, Sometimes a capacity to connect with people overcomes failings at speaking, but for most leaders, delivering talks that are engaging is a key part of their work. So how can we communicate better? Well, I'm joined this week by a man who speaks for a living as a motivational speaker, giving talks to groups as diverse as the Yorkshire Bank, Specsavers, the NHS and the BBC. His name is Lee Jackson, he's based in Leeds in the north of England, and as well as giving talks himself, he also trains and coaches individuals and groups in how to speak and present. He's written a number of books including Get Good at Presenting, PowerPoint Surgery, The Business of Professional Speaking, and a timely book for this time of year, Getting Your Teenager Through Their Exams. So as a course presenter myself, I'm looking forward to learning something of the craft of communication. So welcome, Lee, to the Leadership File. Thank you, Andy. Good, good to have you with us. Now, you're, you're, you, you cut your presenting teeth, as it were, in youth work. Was that correct? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I um, sort of became a schools worker by accident and uh, did lots of stuff around schools uh, in and around Leeds and really enjoyed that and uh, used to do lots of youth events and stuff and so yeah I guess young people are probably the hardest audience so I kind of learnt the hard way I think in my early days and uh, I, really, I really loved that it was it was a great time I did 14 years of that yeah I um I you very kindly sent me a couple of your books uh, ahead of this conversation and uh, I was fascinated by one one which talked about a, a mobile phone that went off in a in a assembly or a RE lesson or whatever that you were doing yeah I, I wasn't doing a big talk a motivational talk in a school and it was one of the toughest schools in the north like a real tough failing school inverted commas you know and some really challenging kids in the audience and um one of them was they were stood there the one lad was in the middle in the middle aisle with his kind of like his legs stretched out with his arms folded looking like he didn't want to be there and then all of a sudden his mobile phone went off so <laughs> so I thought what do I do here you know this is this is the fun of being a speaker yeah uh so I answered it and uh, I went up to him and I, and I said excuse me and I just picked up his phone and I said he can't speak to you right now mate because he's listening to a really good talk that's going to help him with his school <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he looked kind of shocked and then and then the phone rang back again because I think that, I think his mate on the other end of the phone yes. obviously thought it was some kind of uh, prank or something yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I said no no really he's listening to a motivational speaker that's going to help him get good results at school and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I did it and he eventually switched his phone off and uh, the teacher said to me afterwards he said that's one of the best things that's ever happened Lee. he said <laughs> as soon as you as soon as you answered his phone everybody listened to you for the rest of the talk there yeah. you you know you could hear a pin drop kind of thing he said <laughs> no well it's, it's, it's brilliant improvisation so nice one um so I mean what took you into presenting work you've been a youth worker for a while uh, Lee what was the the catalyst yeah, well, I, I, I sat kind of—I was in youth work and stuff, and that, when that came to an end, really, I, I sort of thought, "What do I do best? What, what have people validated me in?" Because that's a really important leadership thing, isn't it, Andy? That you yeah. actually, you know, when people validate you, they they say to you, "You're really good at that. You should always listen." Hmm. 
because sometimes we think we're good at something and we're not, you know, um, you know, I play basketball, but I know I'm not very good. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so yeah. I don't want to ever become a basketball player, but uh, you know, I do that as a hobby, but people said to me, Oh, you're a great communicator. That talk helped me. And I had that kind of, um, sort of realization really. And I, I sat down and I thought, I wonder if someone will pay me to speak. Is there such an industry? Cause I just didn't know. Yeah. So I just Googled it, and uh, 10 years later on, um, I'm a motivational speaker and presentation coach, and last year was the president of the Professional Speaking Association in the UK and Ireland, which is, again, it's something that just came into my lap, really. So so I guess, yeah, I've worked out you can make a living from it, and people do buy speakers, and they do want presentation coaches. Because once I became a speaker, then... I naturally became a presentation coach because people used to ask me, my clients used to say, I don't suppose you could come in and sort of teach my staff how to speak like that, could you? You know. Great. And I mean, you're happy to be on, obviously, Premier Christian Radio, but most of your clients are on what we call the, the business world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a leader in my local church uh, and enjoy that and have spoken at lots of Christian events over the years. But I do very little of that now. And I'm definitely kind of in the business world and in the in the public sector world, too. And just I enjoy that process of being a leader. I think right at the outset, you know, your whole thing is being a leader where you're planted, isn't it? Where you're placed. And, and that's exactly what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring good quality stuff, well-researched information that helps people's lives and, and, and changes them. And that, that's what I'd love to do it. So I, I'm not, I don't talk about my faith from the stage very often um, because I'm not paid to do that, if you understand. Yes, quite. But, I ha- but obviously in interactions and, and in, you know, with people off the stage, I have lots of opportunities to share my life and, and my faith. And I, and I enjoy that part too. So in your book, uh, Get Good at Presenting, you look at the, the three areas of presentation, and I was fascinated by that, and a little surprised as well, but but um, you can tell us what the three areas are. Yeah, well, a- any presentation coach, anyone who teaches that, will will they'll make something else up, but basically they cover preparation of material, delivery of that material, and then anxiety, dealing with your anxiety. And I, and I worked that out pretty quickly after doing a few of these sessions that everybody... Any question that anyone ever asks me always falls into those three categories. And so I decided to, uh, my courses are run in those three categories and my whole book is written in three sections because it just makes sense. Because I, I tend to sort of, my style is, you know, I'm kind of northern, I call it northern motivation, you know, that I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like, you know, I do it, you know, I do what, said, what it says on the tin, you know, so yeah. we need to prepare, we need to deliver, we need to deal with our anxiety. It's as simple as that. Yeah, uh, present uh, preparation and delivery made. I mean, it all makes sense. It was just the anxiety yeah. bit. I thought, yeah, you're absolutely right. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily have put it as a category. So, so let's look at <laughs> let's look at the preparation side. Um, um, and I was fascinated again. You're not a fan of lined paper. Yes, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a particular problem no. with the uh, lined paper industry as such. <laughs> I just. Uh, I just think it's really bad for the way your brain works. Yeah. So line, if you're taking notes at a conference, then feel free to use line paper. If you're in a lecture, then if you want to use line paper, feel free. But when you're planning a talk, it's the world's worst thing. Because what your brain does, uh, you know, the amazing brain that we have, is it starts to want to put things in order. So our brain gets more concerned about the order of things than the creative process. 
So if you're preaching or you've got a business presentation to do, you want to be on a blank piece of paper or a flip chart or a whiteboard. I've got a big whiteboard in my office. And you want to map it out non-linear, not in lines, so that you get all the information out onto the page so you can prepare it. And line paper just makes us, it just makes our brain get kind of stuck that's how I think it. Your brain's just thinking, oh, no, I'll start with that. And then you start putting arrows and asterisks and stuff like that. When actually, if you do that or even use post-it notes, it becomes much freer and you'll find that you, your creativity flows much more. Yeah. And obviously, you can then rearrange the post-it notes according to the direction of your talk, etc. Yeah, absolutely. Post-it notes are fantastic. They're cheap. <laughs> you know, I go to a pound shop. They'll cost about a pound. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm just checking. But uh, that's yeah. one of my favourite jobs. My, one of my favourite hobbies is going into pound shops and asking how much things cost. <laughs> <laughs> Quite enjoy. Yeah, I, I don't get out very much, Andy. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, but basically, you kind of, you know, just put them on a post-it note. Every little idea that you have is with a marker pen and a post-it note, and then you can just move them around. It's just a really creative way. And then you, you, you let the ideas flow, and then you can think, oh, I'll start with that, and you just move a post-it note. It's a very common technique that works brilliantly when, I, when, I, when I've used it. Now, the, a very helpful uh, idea you had, uh, which you it took from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, was that concept of beginning with the end in mind. Uh, <laughs> talk about that in terms of preparation. Yeah, I think most of your listeners will have been in really boring talks at some point. So whether that's in business, at a conference, you know, at a youth work conference or a church conference or something, they'll have, they'll have heard a boring presentation. And a boring presentation is because somebody tells you everything they know about that particular subject. So what happens is they just, you know, tell, yeah, because they just say, I'm going to talk about this subject, say it's friendship, you know, the, the name of the talk is about friendship. And they just tell you everything they know about friendship. They don't ask the question what do I want to achieve by doing this talk? What do I want people to walk away with? Because I'm sorry to say that anyone who's a speaker who's listening, people might only walk away with one thing after an hour's talk or even maybe three things after a day's of training. So you've got to decide early on what do you want them to walk away with. And if you don't decide that, that's why you get death by PowerPoint. That's why you get a boring talk because the presenter doesn't know what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah, and that obviously goes for presentations. It goes for talks uh, to shareholders, but it also goes for preaching as well in church. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you know, if your if you if you, if your job is to do Philippians two that day, then you don't tell them everything in Philippians two. You have you do an overview, and then you tell them the one thing that they can put into practice that day or that morning. That's what makes the difference. It's about cutting to the chase and understanding that people will not understand everything you say. They will not take in everything you say. I'm sorry to be that bearer of bad news, but that's just the reality. That's just how the human brain works, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, as I say, I'm going to urge uh, listeners to get a copy of Get Good at Presenting because you've got much more stuff on uh, preparation mm. there. But when it comes to delivery... Um, I mean, I think the first thing to, 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 to talk about is many people have a script because that, for them, helps with the anxiety levels because they think, well, I've got, if I've got every word correct, then I can read it if, even if I get nervous. Um, any thoughts on scripted talks versus using notes versus no, no notes at all? You have to become a real expert at delivering a scripted talk. Um, and people 
can do that, but they're very few and far between. People script a talk usually because of anxiety. So it then goes into the third section. If you can deal with your anxiety, you might feel more able not to script a talk. Right. Now, I don't um, script my talks at all, but what I do is I have little scripted, what I call chunks in the book. So I talk about you. every post-it note is a chunk of your talk because a talk never is never a full thing. A talk really is a, ch- is a few chunks of ideas. That's what I think of it as. So what I do is I practice little chunks or learn little two-minute bits or little phrases that would be useful. But then I, I let myself, I trust myself to join the dots and I trust myself to be a little bit free-flowing. You know, what if you, in the middle of a talk, a, a really great story comes into your mind. If you're scripted, you could never tell that story. Yeah. Now, sometimes, you know, bad stories come into our mind and we end up going down a cul-de-sac. You know, we don't want mm-hmm. that. But sometimes, I, you know, some of my best stuff has come from me being live. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. um, it's, simple, it's as simple as that. I suddenly think, wow, I'll tell that story. And then I've told that story now forever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. Uh, I, saw, I saw Ken Dodd do that. You know the comedian Ken yes, Dodd? Yes, indeed, yeah. He was one of my favourite comedians. He passed away a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. And he, um, he, uh, he obviously, it was doing this job for like 50, 60 years or whatever it was. But he, I noticed that his drummer had a notepad. And so he had a little band, you know, there's three blokes in a band, a very old-fashioned kind of thing. And I noticed that in the middle of his talk, when he did a joke that was new to him, he turned around and he nodded at his, at his drummer, and I saw his drummer write down his new joke. Oh, wow. <laughs> so even so even Ken Dodd was doing stuff yeah. in the moment. Gracious. But he, ne- but he needed someone to record it. It was yeah, quite yeah. funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you're listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Lee Jackson. Lee's a motivational speaker. We're looking at how do you present a talk, how do you deliver material. We'll be back just after this. Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by Lee Jackson. Uh, Lee's a motivational speaker based in Leeds, um, particularly... Uh, doing present presentations and talks within the the, the business world. Uh, he's a former youth worker. We're talking particularly about how you uh, deliver talks, you make presentations. Um, in uh, Lee's book, uh, Get Good at Presenting, uh, he particularly looks at the three areas, uh, preparation, delivery, and anxiety. Just before the break, we were in the sort of delivery section, looking a little bit at uh, uh, whether talks should be scripted or not. Um, Lee, some who are uh, speaking regularly to the same congregation based on a Bible passage, um, I'm wondering to what extent they should adjust your general advice, you would adjust your general advice for preachers. The only the only other I have I have spoken I have sort of taught church leaders and I've mm. I've got a thing coming up actually uh, in the summer with some other church leaders I've taught a few of them yeah. and uh, also groups of vicars I'm not quite sure what a collective group of vicars is called <laughs> a, a gaggle of vicars gaggle or something vicars, I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well basically the same principles apply right you, you've got to you've got to know what what you're going to say you've got to know what you want people to walk away with and you need to you need to sift the information yeah. So my my thing is speakers. A speaker is a filter. So the reason that TED talks, if you go to TED dot com, there's thousands of talks. Hmm. The reason that they've become really popular, I reckon, Andy, is that they are experts that have cut to the chase. Experts that have actually 
allowed themselves to say, what's the one thing I want people to walk away with? And I think that's really important for preachers. Um, it depends on whether you're a thematic preacher, doesn't it? Or an expository preacher. I guess that makes a difference. But ultimately, you know, if you're a preacher, you want someone to walk away with something that's going to be life-changing. Yeah. So yeah. you need to decide what that's going to be, I reckon. Yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I... I guess listeners will they'll listen to either you know pretty good preaching or sometimes sadly pretty dire preaching and I have as a lecturer in the preaching art uh, I'm I'm very aware people tell me just how bad the standard preaching is so I think um, <laughs> just the, the simple pr- principles that you've suggested I think could could aid a lot of people in better being better communications um, Lee you talk about anxiety in your book um, from time to time a leader will have to give a talk that they know really matters so it may mm. be a fundraising announcing a new direction addressing an issue that requires clarity um, and the anxiety increases so talk to us about the anxiety levels in, in, in communicating particularly the, the key messages that uh, leaders need to, to use yeah, I, th- I think every talk, uh, you know, a talk doesn't happen in a vacuum, does it? Mm. You know, even us in the studio now, we're not, you know, this isn't a vacuum. There's a connection here. There's yeah. a there's a purpose for it. Every talk has a context. And I think those contexts affect your anxiety, I reckon. So, you know, if you're doing a talk to maybe 10 people that you know quite well, that can be a chat and can be quite a relaxed thing. If you're suddenly in an arena like I've done, you know, when I used to be in my band days, you can suddenly be in front of 10,000 people. So your anxiety levels are going to rise up, you know, or if it's more important, your anxiety levels will rise up too. So I think it's all about the context of what you're doing. But the most important thing about anxiety, and this is kind of non-clinical anxiety, this is talk-related anxiety. I'm not a mental health expert, so I don't Mm. want to do that. But basically, it's about having a poor routine. Right. Because, you know, when you got up this morning, Andy, you got up and I'm hoping that you cleaned your teeth. Um, now that's a routine that you have. It's just that you're not aware that you have it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, so you get up and you clean your teeth I and did, you just yes. get on with your day. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Shower yeah. as so, well. <laughs> sorry, go on. A shower as well, indeed. Yes. Yeah, so. Oh well, well done. Now I, I, I don't want to be too personal, Andy, but <laughs> yes. But I mean, basically, it's that kind of thing, isn't it? That you, that we have, we all have routines. We're just not aware of them. Yeah. And uh, someone who's anxious before a talk often has a bad routine that they're not aware of. So what I teach in the in the medium to long term with my clients is teach them a better routine. So if you've got a bad thought pattern, you think everyone's going to kill me, you know, it's going to be a terrible talk, I've never done a bad a good talk in my life, and you start with negative kind of self-talk, then it's most likely it's going to be a poor talk, you know. So we need to get our thought patterns right. We need to be in a good place when we're presenting so that we can deliver in the best way that we can and also in the most authentic way because anxiety can make us less authentic. It can make us nervous and and, and, and be jumping around the place and it, you know we become a slightly different person. Yeah. It, the, key, the key is to have a good routine and develop good routines that make us less anxious. Yeah, And I was yeah, encouraged if I may say so, to, to hear you say at times you still have times of anxiety. You have to work on your own self-talk in different circumstances. Oh, gosh, yeah, all the time, yeah. If it's a co- if it's something that I've delivered a 100 times and it's a fairly standard audience that I'm used to, maybe a school or, you know, a leader's audience that's not too big or something, then I'll probably just get up and do it, you know. But if it's something new or new material or a different audience or... It, 
you know, um, maybe they're even paying me a bit more. That can bring some pressure, yes, you know. Yes. That, um, that actually, yeah, I've got to, I've got to still deal with my head. So I have lots of different techniques to get myself uh, in the right place, really. Yeah, and uh, so a few words about PowerPoint slides. Um, <laughs> you, you hinted at death by PowerPoint, and I guess most listeners will yeah. be familiar with that. They've sat through pretty dull things so a few points you got um you know some very helpful insights both in your get good at presenting but obviously particularly in your book on powerpoint yeah i mean basically um it's a, it's a thing called cognitive load theory so cognitive load theory means that they can so if you have a complicated slide with lots of bullet points and lots of information on behind you and you're speaking at the same time a cognitive load we can't handle that so you better someone it's better for you to speak or let people read your slides they can't do both at the same right, time right yes. and the research shows andy that it actually becomes a worse and less effective presentation if you're forcing that on people yeah so the simple solution to that is to ditch the bullet points because it's not death by powerpoint it's death by bullet point yeah. on the whole you know, ditch those bullet points and make your slides big and bold and image-based because then they become a backdrop to your talk, not actually your talk. Right, right. The world's worst talk is somebody turning their back and reading from their slides. Yeah. And I'm sad to say that that still happens both in the business world and in the church world, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, we've had, we've great opportunities these days, uh, Lee, to view gifted speakers uh, online, and I'm just wondering if there are some presenters you'd encourage listeners to, to seek out, either at YouTube or whatever. Yeah, I mean, there's hundreds there. I'd, what, what I'd do is rather than recommend something, I'd, mm. rec I'd recommend a couple of different things. Okay. One is that um, when you're learning speaking, listen to people for technique, not for content. Okay. So listen to people that you disagree with what you think are a good speaker hmm. so there's a very famous clip of margaret thatcher uh, doing her the ladies not for turning clip. right yeah now that is great to watch because she you know is someone who was quite a marmite kind of character hmm. back in those days but watch how she presented that hmm. and you know watch that martin luther king is great to watch you know he almost sings when he speaks uh, so watch people and, and watch people you don't you know don't just watch local preachers and people that you know, but watch people you, you disagree with for their mm. for their content. The other thing I would really advise people to do is to watch lots of comedy. Right. Because comedians, uh, it's like speaking, but like really intense speaking. Yeah. So comedians have got all the techniques and, and they do it really well. Now, you might not agree with what the comedian's saying or you might, you know, their language might be a bit choice or something, but sometimes it's good to watch their technique and learn from that um but the, of course the christian world the church world has some of the world's best communicators yeah so there'll be plenty of good people out there to watch and to listen to uh, and of course youtube it's just amazing um the problem is that you, the main thing about watching somebody else is watch their technique and learn from that but never forget that you are called to be you and I'm Lee Jackson, and that's who I'm called to be. So I should never be Martin Luther King or Ken Dodd or Tony Campolo or anybody else that you might think of. You know, that's not who I am. I am me. Yeah. 
And so learn the skills, but they make sure that you stay yourself. Fabulous. Well, uh, um, just to reassure listeners that, that, I mean, you've got tons of stuff um, in your book. So how can people get in in touch with your books um, and get in touch with you? Yeah, all my books are available from the normal kind of places online and various places. But uh, my website has got all my details and uh, loads of YouTube clips, loads of free stuff on there. So it's leejackson.biz. That's leejackson.biz, leejackson.biz. You can go there and you can get my YouTube clip. You can connect with me on social media and uh, you can get loads of free stuff. And also there's a shop there which has the links to all my books, which are on ebook and everything else. And uh, so thank you, Andy. It's been uh, it's been great, and I, I just hope I've been some help to to your listeners out there. Very much. Well, you've you've modelled you've modelled good presenting in this show. So thank you so much for for, for being my guest. Uh, so you've been listening to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I was joined this week by Lee Jackson. His uh, website again is leejackson.biz. You can find uh, some of the books. I would recommend, as I said, uh, Lee very kindly sent me a copy of his books, uh, Get Good at Presenting and PowerPoint Surgery, uh, and I enjoyed those enormously. And that's going to help me in my work. So uh, I try this will be of, of a help and blessing to you whatever uh, t- kind of talks and presentations you need to do as part of your your leadership world so thank you lee my pleasure andy anytime anytime uh, and thank you uh, thank you for listening do log on to premier's website listen to archive versions of the leadership file go to the shop and get the leadership road less traveled the book that i've uh, written connected to this particular show and uh, do join us again next sunday at 3 30 thanks for tuning in You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. 